Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Tuesday, October 9th. 2018, and I'm your host, Ariel Taylor, with my co-hosts, Lavendar and Anastasia. Our special guest this evening is Raquel Spencer, who is referred to as a multidimensional energy electrician and cellular light and sound specialist. Her skills come from direct access to higher states of consciousness and memory, utilizing skills from lifetimes as a Hathor, Tibetan monk, Atlantean Atla Ra Priestess, knowledge from the original 13 etheric crystal skulls and many cosmic universal expressions, she unlocks your human supercomputer to embody the highest level of your divine essence. Recognized by shamans, high priest, priestesses, and lamas alike, Raquel has traveled the world following her guidance to facilitate the awakening of lightworkers, starseeds, and seekers of universal truths. Assisting thousands around the globe, she helps you accelerate your spiritual awakening and expanding your consciousness. Through ancient light and ancient and light language codes, downloads and more, her multidimensional activations accelerate the return to your original blueprint as a divine human. Her no-nonsense approach provides a refreshing and grounded pathway for personal growth. Calling herself a spiritual warrior, her tagline says it all guiding you through the BS and beyond so you can get on with what you're here to do. You can visit her website, which is Raquel Spencer, S-P-E-N-C-E-R dot com. At the top of the show, it's Anastasia's Starseed News, bringing topics of interest to Starseeds that you won't hear in the mainstream. And we'd like to thank Kathy, Jada, and Fiona for hosting the switchboard tonight for those who may have a question or comment for our guest. We have an online Starseed community at starseedhotline.ning.com, and it's a safe place to connect with others, thanks to Tammy's helpful dedication. You can download our shows on iTunes or right here on Blog Talk. And if you'd like to show your support of our program, please just click follow on our page here, and you'll get our weekly show notices if you choose those notifications. The toll-free number for starseedhotline.com is 888 888- 8810881 and the stage 1 starseed confirmations are based on Lavendar's discovery of star markings and your natal astrological chart and the stage 2 session is a one-on-one phone session available with Lavendar, Anastasia or myself. If you're having a birthday coming up, you don't want to miss out on your 10 hours of power, do you? <laughs> Find out when it happens by requesting your solar return timing. And if you want a stage two interpretation of that chart, please remember you're going to have to order it at least three months ahead of time because we do have a waiting list. So first off this evening, I would like to introduce Anastasia with her fascinating Starseed News. Hey, Anastasia. (laughs) Now that's really cute. (laughs) I like that a lot. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. We actually need to have you do a theme song for the program. Wouldn't that be nice to need our own news theme? Thank you, well, we Actually, we do. The, the song that plays at the very top of the show, right after the blog talk intro. Oh, yeah. That's, that's yeah. A, a, an original piece um, 
that I wrote for the show. Well, that's terrific. It's beautiful. How about that? Oh, love it. <laughs> love it. We love it. All right. Well, we have floods and storms that have left nine people dead and 5,000 displaced in the faraway land of Sri Lanka. Not so far away to them if they live there, of course. 13 inches of rain fell in 24 hours. 5,000 people have been displaced after a period of heavy rain and storms which caused flooding, landslides, and wind damage. Around 1,700 homes and buildings have been severely damaged with several, many, actually totally destroyed. And, wow, have we had snow, snow and more snow. As of today, it's the 9th of October. October, still autumn, early autumn, actually. But the early season storm has dumped two feet of snow at the Bryan Head Resort in Utah, the first snow of the season at Wheeler Park, New Mexico, and Purgatory Resort, Colorado, had early snowfall, and it also blanketed Casper Mountain, Wyoming. And in Flagstaff, Arizona, they have also had October snow. Northern Arizona, they tell us, is looking a lot like winter already. Residents in and around Flagstaff woke up to the first snowfall of the season with the Arizona Snow Bowl topping the list at about six inches, according to the National Weather Service in Flagstaff. They also tell us that Flagstaff typically sees snowfall the first couple of weeks in November. So seeing it a month early is quite unusual. There was a 6.3 magnitude quake that hit off Russia's Kuril Islands days following the eruption of the Ibiko volcano on Paramishir Island. And that's according to those local reports. And I'm sure you've all heard about the Indonesian earthquake. That isn't uh, exclusive to Starseed News. It's been everywhere. But they now say that the death toll could reach 5,000 as officials begin to count the missing. As of this afternoon, the official death toll was 1,944, but this number they expect to triple as authorities give up hope of finding survivors and, in fact, have said that entire villages will be turned into mass graves. Very tragic, tragic, yes. And, of course, you've also heard about Florida. Florida residents are being urged to brace for Hurricane Michael. They said it might reach Category 3 strength before it arrives in Florida, possibly by Wednesday, and then that's going to travel up the U.S. East Coast. Michael is the 13th named storm of the season. Already it's lashing Cuba with strong winds and heavy rains. Well, let's talk about 5G for a second. People are calling this the Federal Communications Commission unconstitutional power grab. And they say that 5G microwave, my, my, sorry, let me start over. 5G microwave radiation is scheduled to blanket the entire United States. And why? Because of a new order from the FCC, which declares that the FCC will do whatever it wants in deploying 5G throughout the nation. Now, according to one dissenting FCC commissioner, this action is a gross overreach of property rights and will be slowed down by many lawsuits from local governments. Hundreds of local governments have previously declared that they will sue the Federal Communications Commission if it proceeds. Local governments are becoming aware of the growing body of evidence that shows biological harm from 5G millimeter wave microwave radiation. 
Now, these dissenting comments from that single FCC commissioner show just what shaky ground the FCC is standing on. She said, so it comes down to this. Three unelected officials on this dais are telling state and local leaders all across the country what they can and cannot do in their own backyards. This is extraordinary federal overreach. I do not believe the law permits Washington to run roughshod over state and local authority like this, and I worry the litigation that follows will only slow our 5G future. For starters, the Tenth Amendment reserves powers to the states that are not granted to the federal government. Cities from Canada, uh, from Omaha to Overland Park, Cincinnati to Chicago, and Los Angeles to Louisville have called on the Federal Communications Commission to halt this federal invasion of local authority, end quote. Well, local government's main reason of pushback is that their power of local decisions is being stripped by this newest FCC order. It appears that the best option American citizens have now is to get involved by educating city councils and supporting any local lawsuits against the FCC. So there it stands. And by the way, again, these people are not elected. They're bureaucrats. They're bureaucrats, and they're making these decisions. It's not too late to get active. I encourage everybody who can to do so. Well, interesting article. I recall from the time I was a child being told to wash my hands after petting the dog. Ever been told that, Arielle, when you were a child? (laughs) A lot of people are, okay. Maybe my mother was, well, you know, she was my mother, but that's what she said. And uh, now they have found that therapy dogs, which are wonderful, but that these dogs can spread superbugs to kids. They say that therapy bot, bot, listen to me, I don't know what's the matter with me tonight, everybody laugh with me, okay? (laughs) Therapy (laughs) dogs do bring joy and comfort to hospitalized children, but they say these also bring stubborn germs. Doctors at John Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore have been suspicious that the dogs might pose an infection risk to patients with weakened immune systems. So they conducted some tests when three doggies named Pippi, Poppy, and Badger visited 45 children getting cancer treatment. They discovered that children who spent more time with the dogs had a six times greater chance of coming away with superbug bacteria than children who spent less time with the animals. But the study also found that washing the dogs before visits and using special wipes while they're in the hospital took away the risk of spreading that bacteria. The results of the unpublished study were released Friday at a scientific meeting in San Francisco, and one U.S. health official said that the findings add to the growing awareness that while interactions with pets and therapy animals can be beneficial, they can also carry risk. There have been episodes of the superbug MRSA riding around on healthy-looking therapy dogs. The Baltimore study looked at 45 children who interacted with these dogs, petting, hugging, feeding, or playing with them uh, in 2016 and 2017. Now, among the children that had no MRSA superbug, the researchers found that the virus or the bacteria on about 10% of the samples taken from those children after the dog visits, that about 10% of the children had this MRSA on their skin. They also found MRSA on nearly 40% of the samples from the dogs. Now, they think that the dogs were generally clean of this 
uh, bug when they first came to the hospital, but that they picked it up from patients or others while they were in the facility. And normally under hospital protocols, therapy dogs must be bathed within a day of a visit and are checked for wounds and health problems. And children who see them are supposed to use hand sanitizer, but that wasn't enforced. So what they've decided to do is to ask dogs' owners to bathe the animals with a special shampoo. They also have the dogs patted down every five to ten minutes with disinfecting wipes at the hospital. And what they tell us now is that these measures dramatically decreased the bacterial level on the dogs. Okay. So some of you might have an interest in that, and I thought I'd share it with you. And, uh, wow, they tell us not to eat processed foods. Don't eat processed foods. I couldn't agree more. Well, from the FCC to the FDA, we have a story tonight about the banning of seven synthetic food additives by the FDA after environmental groups have sued them. Now, artificial food additives, often found in processed foods, help mimic natural flavors and are used to infuse foods with mint, cinnamon, and other yummy flavors. You've likely never seen them on food labels because food manufacturers are permitted to label them simply as, quote, artificial flavors, end quote. Well, now the Food and Drug Administration has announced seven of these compounds will no longer be allowed to be used as food additives. Mm. You know, it's kind of like closing the barn door after the horse got out because um, there's been some studies about these food additives. Their decision comes in response to a petition brought by an environmental and consumer groups, including the Natural Resources Defense Council, Center for Food Safety, and the Center for Science in the Public Interest. Now, previously, before this, the FDA had already concluded that these flavoring compounds do not pose a health risk to consumers since they are typically used in foods in the U.S. marketplace in very small amounts, and they result in very low levels of exposure and low risk. However, excuse me, the activists provided evidence that these substances cause cancer in animals who were exposed to these doses, higher doses, actually. <clears throat> well, the federal law that was spelled out um, an amendment to the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act of 1938 says that if a substance is found to cause cancer in humans or animals, it cannot be used as a food additive. And the Natural Resources Defense Council tells us that the compounds that are being removed have been used in everything from ice cream and baked goods to beer and gum. They also say it's tough to know how widely they've been used or in which products because manufacturers are not required to disclose this information. Eat well and eat fresh, that's what I say. You know, uh, I got a couple of stories coming up here uh, to tell you about. And, you know, it just reminds me of the Jetsons, that way old cartoon from way back in the (laughs) old days. The Jetsons meet the Jetsons as they jet around in their cars and they are waited on by robots. I don't know if the world changed any faster. I think we'd all fly off. Check this out. The robots are coming to Las Vegas. Uh Uh-huh. At the Vidara Hotel and Spa in Las Vegas, Jet and Fetch 
are delivery robots. That's their names, Jet and Fetch. And these are designed to look like dogs, each of these robots being about three feet high. Little doggy robots. They bring items from the hotel's cafe right to your room. They can travel alone across the lobby, remotely call for an elevator, and even alert guests when they arrive at their hotel room through an automated phone message. Also, other Las Vegas hotels, including the Renaissance Las Vegas, are also starting to use automation to cater to their customers' needs. And at bars <clears throat> named with such names such as the Tipsy Robot, it's the machines that are making the drinks. They tell us that it's a growing trend that will mean big changes for the 300,000 people, 300,000 human beings who work in the city's gaming and hospitality industries. A recent study by the Institute for Spatial Economic Analysis found that two-thirds of all jobs in Las Vegas will most likely be automated by the year 2035. <clears throat> and... Uh, oh car story, the Jetson, you know, the Jetson car. Well, get ready, everybody. There's going to be cars without steering wheels to make way for automated vehicles. And yes, later on in the show, you're going to learn about flying cars. But for now, the Department of Transportation has announced new federal of voluntary guidance on the development and use of automated vehicles with the goal of removing, quote, unnecessary barriers, end quote, to innovation. Read between the lines. It really means removing safety testing. The Secretary <laughs> of the Department of Transportation said last week that the department's, quote, Automatic Vehicles 3.0 <clears throat> guideline book supports the safe, reliable, and cost-effective integration of automation into our country's surface transportation systems. The department is open to changing the current standards that require all cars to have steering wheels, brakes, and accelerator pedals. To develop future cars without drivers, the current safety requirements could constitute an unintended regulatory barrier to innovation. The Department of Transportation also said that it plans to adapt the definitions of driver and operator to recognize that such terms do not refer exclusively to a human but may include an automated system. <clears throat> Okie dokie. Now, another story about germs. You know, you all have heard about the seed bank, you know, where they keep the seeds. Well, guess what? They're going to make another kind of such thing. They tell us that having a wide variety of helpful bacteria is good for our overall health according to some studies. And uh, they say that a lack of microbial diversity has been associated with immune diseases like diabetes, asthma, allergies, and other such things. But they tell us that as antibiotics become more and more common, and as our diets change, and as we cluster together in modern cities that we use antibacterial hand soap, for instance, our microbiota become less diverse. So researchers now want to stockpile the good germs, um, and keep them safe. They have come up with the idea to build a vault to protect important samples from catastrophic change. What catastrophic change, we ask? Hmm. 
now, it is in Norway that the Svalbard Seed Bank guards rapidly disappearing plant biodiversity from disasters, keeping the seeds in cold storage. And now they are planning a frozen storage facility for microbes. That's now in the planning stage. They tell us, the scientists say, the collection should be really isolated in the coldest possible and most politically independent place on Earth so that if a major disaster happens, the collection of microbes will be able to survive. Mm -hmm. Well, taking our mind away from apocalyptic scenarios, let's talk about another kind of, well, Earth-changing thing. The Boeing uh, company's uh, chief executive officer has stated that the first operational self-flying cars are less than five years out. Speaking at the GeekWire Summit, the Boeing CEO said that his company is making rapid progress on the first operational self-driving airborne vehicles and that we could see them take to the skies in under five years. The executive laid out the company's vision for flying cars and said that the company is already building prototypes and expects them to fly within the year. From the report, he says, quote, Imagine a future city that has three-dimensional highways with flying taxis, flying cars. That future is not far away. In fact, we are building the prototype vehicles today. We are also investing in the ecosystem that will allow these vehicles to operate, to operate safely and reliable, reliably as they must. He goes on to say, the full vision of self-flying cars ferrying people through busy urban areas will take longer than five years to realize, but vehicles that start with more simple functions like cargo aren't far away at all. Wow. Wow. Jetsons is right. Wow. Man. All right. Quote for the coming week. This is by Groucho Marx, guys, and what he said is this. I find television very educating. Every time somebody turns on the set, I go into the other room and read a book. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so there you got it so my uh, encouragement this this uh, coming week is let's read more watch TV less <laughs> and get educated <laughs> alright from my heart to each one of you much love have a beautiful week everybody see you next time thank you Ariel thanks so much bye bye Anastasia Okay, then, uh, let me get Lavendar's mic open, and Raquel, get your mic open. Okay, Raquel, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, We're so happy that you're with us. Lavendar, are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. I wanted to comment on what Anastasia said about the TV and the book, because in the last few days... um, I decided I wasn't going to watch the news or anything that was happening because it was upsetting me so much to see what was happening to the women on the planet. I decided to read Raquel Spencer's book called She Travels Light. And I called her uh, about an hour ago, and I told her that that I had done that. 
And so I, it's funny that Anastasia brought that up because that's exactly what I did. I said, you know what? It's time for me to turn off the TV and read a book. And I did. And it was great. <laughs> so, Raquel, this book that you wrote, I think you wrote it back in 2012. She Travels Light. Uh, tell us a little bit about how this came about for you writing this book um well it was it was an interesting um experience i was guided that i needed to write a book and of course what do you write about except what you've experienced and so i put uh together she travels light it took me about three months to write the book and um it's a story that i posed as a novel um, because, well, <laughs> most people wouldn't um, really read it and understand it if, they, if I put it as nonfiction. But it is a story uh, of my life up until that point, experiences that I had ha- had as I um, began to wake up and come fully online with my mission. So as I got to the end of the book, I, I was so I was so shocked to see how how it ended, and and then I realized that you had been in a coma for five weeks. So tell us about that. Well, that's really kind of what started me on this this, uh, amazing journey we call life here in this reality. Um, Back when I was 20 years old, I, I slipped into a coma, and there was no, there was no reason. There was no illness. There was no accident. There was no outside circumstances at all that warranted um, me dropping into a coma. But I did. I woke up one morning. I was living in the Bay Area of California, about three and a half hours away from my family, my parents. And I was, I was barely 20 years old. Um, and I woke up one morning, was supposed to get up and go to work, and instead I knew something whew, something was going on. I knew something was off. I, I felt weird. I couldn't explain it. Um, but thank goodness I picked up the phone and I called my parents on, I think it was a Tuesday morning, and said, something's up, please come get me. And... Thank heavens, my parents knew that I wasn't one to cry wolf, and they jumped in the car and came down and picked me up. And by the time we got back to Sacramento, where um, they lived, and I was, I spent a good part of my, uh, um, not childhood, my teen years growing up in, by the time we got back to Sacramento, that evening is when I slipped into the coma. And it was five weeks later before I woke up. So it, you and also it, lost your hair at, th- at that I, time, I, right? I did. I had hair when I slipped into the coma, and five weeks later when I came out, um, all of my hair was gone. Um, so talk about being a 20-year-old woman waking up. Uh, complete. Well, I, you know, I went into the coma. When I came out, I didn't have a near-death experience. I didn't remember. I had no idea I had been in a coma for five weeks. As a matter of fact, I didn't even really know that until almost a year later when my sister finally sat me down and said, look, (laughs) 
you, you know, you were gone a lot longer than you thought you were. And I have to tell you, you're still my sister, but you are not the same person that you were before the coma. And so uh, during the coma, I did lose all of the hair. And when I came out, um, when I woke up, everything was the same, yet everything was different. And it took me five it took me a good five years to really integrate what had happened during that five-week coma, to really um, get it to integrate into my systems, into my DNA, into my fields, into my body, and bring it into my consciousness of what had transpired. And it was um, back in, what, 1990, <laughs> when I finally started to really begin to wake up and remember um, who I was, what was going on, started to um, see multidimensionally and access information. And so it was quite a long um, integration period of acclimating into this reality in a new way. So as I was reading your book and you were talking about the different experiences that you had traveling, you were talking about people that had such dark energy that that you were very noticeable of how they were uh, approaching you or trying to pierce your energy or stop you from what you were doing. And when we had our, our conversation between you and I earlier today, I was telling you how I was really kind of upset about the things I had been witnessing where a lot of star seeds get the codes and then, and then other ETs or other uh, energies want to hijack the codes and hijack the people that have designed uh, destinies, and they simply hijack them with the codes. Can you elaborate a little bit about what you found about that? Well, you know, it's, it's really interesting because, you know, we're here to bring enlightenment. We're here to wake up and remember that we all come from source energy and to, you know, improve the quality of life and connection into the divine. Yet... <clears throat> That's not always what we're dealing with here. And so I found, and I, I found it's not, I don't find it as much right now, you know, all these years later. But when I first started waking up, there was a lot of opposition. And you really have to learn how to discern. You have to learn how to protect your fields and the information held within it. Um, and it's, it's a fine line, you know, there's, I always laugh and say, you know, discernment is, um, kind of a double-edged sword. You have to be open and willing and have your heart open and, and ready to be in service. And yet you have to be street smart. <laughs> you have to be aware that not everything is light and love. Not everyone is got the same desires or um, end game in mind. And so, yeah, I went through a lot of, of experiences where I came up a, against those wanting to take the information to um, shut me down, yeah. to derail me. Um, there's been multiple times when I've almost been taken out uh, physically on the planet um, from these 
energies, sources that are working through people who really want the status quo. Right, right. Well, I've had a lot of those experiences, too. That's why I'm so vigilant 24-7 now, okay? Yeah. Well, you it's like be, you know, it's, it's ingrained in me now to stay at, at alert and attention because of who I am and what, what is happening now on the planet. So exactly. give us a little bit more information about your multidimensional training. Well, you know, training. <laughs> um, everything that I've done, I've never been, I've, Lavendar, I've never been allowed to study uh, on the planet. I've never been allowed to take courses or learn Reiki or any of the modalities on the planet. Um, everything that I do, I do straight out of memory. And bless all the beautiful souls that I've worked with. I've had, you know, compliments over the years of people asking me to train them to do what I do. And I really wish I could. But the truth of the matter is, is every time I work on someone, it's different. Every time I go into, a, into someone's fields or into a group activation, it's unique. And everything that I'm doing it's just a it's a direct it's a direct connect and download in the moment. And yes, so, I understand that. That happens to me too. People are always asking yeah. me to train them and I said I really can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I, because, well, I, I because agree with every, everything you're saying. Absolutely. Every time every time I go to work on someone it's it's unique. Their fields are their unique experience, you know, and there's commonalities, but I've never been able to I wish I could articulate it, <laughs> but I really haven't been able to. Um, of where that knowing, I mean, I, it's just, I just know how to do what I do. And I'm very, very grateful that I'm as good at what I do as I, as I do, because I've never, I've never had anybody to train me or, or really supervise that in this reality. Does that make sense? Absolutely. But you just woke up and, and you knew it one day. That was it. Yeah. Did had you ever, have you ever heard of a woman, um, she was around in the uh, 80s and 90s, named Tachi Ren? Did no, you ever come I don't across believe so. Her? Okay, so she was a walk-in um, that was here for uh, five or six years, um, and she was the one that actually lit up my codes. She was... Um, uh, what they call, referred to as an etheric surgeon. And I spent a weekend with her uh, where she fired up the final um, pieces of my uh, blueprint, and I never saw her again. <laughs> but from that point on, um, yeah, I've just been uh, following my own guidance and assisting as many people who have found me over the years and have been drawn to my energy and my work. So... What does a light activation do for a person when you work with them? What, what is it they can expect to get from you? Well, okay, so what, the way that I see our systems, um, I really do, when I look at people, I, I, when I look at people when I work at them, I turn it on and off, thank God, I can, I'm able to do that. Um, but when I go into someone's systems, I really do see it as a, a supercomputer, a multidimensional um, templates and, and interfaces and light pathways and 
So when I go in, what I'm doing, when I'm activating, when I'm clearing, when I'm doing the different activations, and I do continuously, twice a month, I bring through live activations. And so what I'm doing is I'm going in and repairing. I'm going in and reconnecting that which should have been part of the original design but has been either severed or because we've been so disconnected for so many hundreds of years, more than that, um, the body's gone into atrophy. The systems have gone into atrophy. So when I do my work, when I go in and, and um, it's, it's a fast track is what I do because it's something that naturally would occur over hundreds of years of getting the system back into the original operating state, but I'm a fast track. So I'm able to go in and connect up the light portals. I'm able to go into the neural pathways in the brain and connect and and make the synapses fire. I'm able to remove um, different templates of light that hold distortion that shouldn't have been there, that have been put there through, gosh, a a myriad of reasons um, based upon what's going on, you know, in the planet, on the planet, uh, personal experiences. So I can go out and help filter out those things which the soul, the personality, the ego is ready to transform and move through. And instead of it's, it's a, it's a a sped up process. So in, in, you won't have to go through years of trying to reconnect that light pathway. I can help go in and do that. So I just accelerate the natural process. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, what is a cellular light specialist, or is that what you just described? Well, it, yeah, that's pretty much what it's described. I, you know, when I first started coming online, um, as a matter of fact, I reached out to you. I, we were giggling because when Lavender reached out for uh, me to be on the show, I remember back in 2010, I got a, a, a reading with her. And so in the very beginning, when I first really started coming online and doing my own business, I you know, reached out to a lot of different people. And one of uh, the at La Raw Atlantean connections that I made um, that was connected in through Metatron Energy at that time talked about how what they saw with the work that I do, I can actually, what it normally takes seven years for the cells to, to um, rejuvenate, I can actually speed up in one session. So in one session with me, I can redo the light quotient inside the cells what it would normally take seven years to do. And oh actually, goodness. I'm even getting Now, do you do I'm this actually, by phone, long distance? Or I do. Or do people have to be in your presence? No, no, no. I do everything. I very rarely are actually live with people anymore. I, have, I do a lot of retreats, and, and I take people on sacred journeys, but 95% of my work is just online. It's over the phone. I do group activations. I actually do very few actually private anymore because I do more group group where we you know the whole global so that we that so that we interface with each other and we we actually help each other accelerate when we're doing it as a group synergy we can actually accelerate it even more for each individual person so and so yeah I so let me ask you why do you think that this this cosmic history is so important that's happening now 
You know, that's a really good question because here, here's my, my humble opinion about what's going on. Uh, I, and this is, a, this is a bigger picture than what's happening, you know, this last month, okay? But right now we are in a cosmic window, a time of, um, well, you, you, and I'm sure most of your, I'm sure most of the people listening to this recognize this, back on the harmonic conversions, back in, what, 1987, we made the decision to move forward with the ascension process. And we are literally in a time of accelerated opportunity to really rapidly raise the consciousness level and the light quotient level. And that's, that's kind of more my, my niche in it, bringing the light quotient up in the physical cellular body. Because the more light you hold within the cellular structure, the more you can access higher dimensional streams of consciousness and wisdom. Okay? Don't and you so think that the this, activation of, of, of December 20th of 2012 when the sun was at 26 Sagittarius, that it really um, kind of jumped in the, the bodies of the star people on the planet and they started rising up everywhere? I was kind of looking at the Mayan calendar thinking that something was going to happen with that. But what I really noticed was that there was a big arm that came across a, a chessboard and threw all the pieces off and started putting pieces back on, and it was with Starseed. Yeah. Did that happen for you? Did you notice that happening about 2013? Well, actually, it was quite interesting because on uh, the 12-12-12, um, I was literally on Bimini with a group of 12 women um, when the, the final firing of the Atlantean 144 grid came online. And I was working with the Ruby Crystal, uh, which was the last one to fire out of Atlantis, to make sure that that came on with as little distortion as possible. Um, but then we went directly into 2013, and what I found was that we lost so many of the light workers who were in the la-la land of life was going to be poof, beautiful in 2013 when this magical date of the, the 12-12-12 uh, and 12-21-12 came through. And so I found so many of the, of the light, perceived light workers bowing out. And it was, I felt it was like I knew going in, I knew going in that 2013 was going to be a re-recruitment trying to get the light workers back on on mission because so many of them had become disillusioned with the promise <laughs> that they were going to get saved again. Did you find that? Yeah, well, that was all that fluffernut stuff that started happening. The fluffernut. I love that word. Fluffernut. <laughs> no kidding. That's the only no kind of kidding. word I can think to describe you know, that kind of energy, you know, where they're blinking and, and you know, really uh, not aware of their own power energy. They're just trying to be curious about everything. Right, right. You know? And, and I, found, I found coming into 2013, it was, it was a whole new get people reengaged and get them back on, on task because the illusion had been so big that so many bought into it. Yeah. Well, that's when I kind of started and, seeing some of the hijacking starting to happen. 
to certain people. You know, about a year yeah. ago when we had that eclipse in August, it really reactivated a lot of the original blueprints that were laid down on August 20th of 1987. We had a resurgence of that same energy. It was like an upgrade. Did you notice that in, in August a year ago? Oh, I I notice a well, it's hard to remember because I'm just fast tracking so much the energies that are coming on are consistently stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. But I don't particularly remember a year ago, August. I I mean, I just, there's been so much that's happened since. I can't quite pinpoint that in my awareness. Right. (laughs) You know? So So. what what would the average person experience during one of these activations? Okay, so what would the average person? Um, most of the people um, physically feel my work, okay? So they experience a lot in the physical, whether it's the tingling or the, the, the frontal lobe activating or the synapses firing or the movement up and down. Many people, um, one of the things that people love about my work is that I do, I talk through it all. So I, I say exactly what I'm seeing, what's coming in, what part of the body is being activated, what they might experience. And what I get from a lot of, of the clients is how refreshing that is that they knew it was happening and then I said it. So that confirmation brings up the confidence. But primarily what they experience is they're getting much clearer in their own communication with their own higher self, their directive coming in from their higher self. They're beginning to move into divine flow and being able to see and hear their guidance, whether they see it, hear it. I always say see, but I've got to be careful with that, the semantics. But the guidance that they get from their higher self begins to get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. And so, and they find that they're able to handle all of the, the upgrades that are coming in because with the solar flares, the gamma rays, the photon light, all of it coming in, it affects the human body. And then we have all the chemtrails and we have all the other things, the, all the, the man-made distortions that are going on on the planet. And so what the activations do is to help you integrate the higher light codes, keep your body functioning at the highest level. And I, I, kind, of, I kind of always give this analogy that our bodies have to keep upgrading. It's just like the computers. You cannot expect to turn on a computer from 2010 and be able to run the latest and greatest software. The two don't match. The hardware can't run the software. And the software, of course, being all of the the light codes and the the triggers that are coming in from source, if you will, to help bring in the memory and the gifts. Well, if if your body, i.e. your hardware, isn't upgraded, it can't read the codes. And so what I'm doing is continuously upgrading, helping you to upgrade as quickly as possible so you can stay on the cutting edge and integrate those light codes which then brings your awareness even higher. You start to be able to move through dimensional understanding. You're able to pull in your gifts even stronger. And so it's, it's a, that's the analogy I like to, 
to use. You need to keep your hardware, i.e. your body and your energetic systems, operating at the highest level so that you can read all of the light codes and the software coming in that are here to help us awaken and really propel the mission forward. Does can that you make give sense? us an example of some of the work that you've done with people? I mean, you don't have to tell us who they are, but give us some kind of storyline with with. Maybe it's with groups that you take on tours or maybe things that you've done by yourself when you see and experience other things. I'd like to hear some uh, exciting stories that, that, that you could share with us. Okay. There's so many. I, okay. Let's see if I can so pull yeah. this in. So, um, you know, the, the everybody's unique, which is so interesting. So I have the full gamut. I have people who go through the physical healings. Okay, constantly, you know, it's, it's, I was on this medication, that medication, and no longer I ha- do I have to do that. I've had people that, you know, the healing through um, the physical aspects, because once they get out of that, then they can move into to being more connected and not having to worry about that. I, I'm, I'm going all over the place. I'm trying to pick one or two different clients that I can, can give you this uh, experience from. Um, you know, a lot of people, sometimes they work with me and instantaneously their, their multidimensional sight comes on. Or all of a sudden their ability, their gifts start to upshift and come into higher alignment. So their, uh, their ability, because most of the people I work with are all the healers. They're the ones out there doing the work. They're the ones hands-on doing the Reiki, doing the sessions, doing uh, the therapies and the, the all the different things that so many of us light workers are are called to. Um, so when they you heal the healers, they f- you heal yeah, the healers, right? I, exactly. Yeah. And okay. I, and good. I don't necessarily like to say heal because it's all within you. I just activate and, and facilitate a quicker, quicker response in your in your body systems because you're okay. the healer. You heal yourself. I just. I just put the wiring back together so whew, that light can come through, that healing can take place. So what kind Does of tours do you have coming up that we need to know about? My tours. Actually, the only tour I have coming up is um, in Hawaii for the 11-11-11. This is a, for me personally, on my humble perspective, this 11-11-11 portal that's coming up, on November 11th is as big as the one back in 1990. Was it one or two? January of one or two. Do you remember that, Lavendar? Do you remember I, the big one? Yeah, I was Way in back. Florida at the time. Yes, yeah. I, I okay, agree. So, so this 11-11-11, I will be on the big island of um, Hawaii on the Kona side um, with a group of, I've got... 11, 11, <laughs> 11 of my um, clients coming with me. We're gathering and doing that uh, particular activation. There's, an, there's a grid system that I've been working on. Primarily my bigger work, my bigger mission is grid work. And I know you've got a lot of grid workers uh, in your Starseed community. Um, and on for the, since 2013, there's been a new grid system that has been anchoring on the planet that I've uh, been helping to facilitate on key 
key dates. And so it's another layer of that grid system coming onto the planet. And I used to refer to it as the divine feminine grid. And this year it has upshifted and changed, and it's now being referred to as the cosmic heart grid. And we're in the sixth year, the sixth layer of this of grid system activating on the planet. And it's just one that I'm intimately involved with yeah. um, and kind of in charge, in charge of helping to facilitate around the world. We've anchored uh, in, let's see, we've anchored in Europe, we've anchored in Banff, uh, Canada, in Iceland, in the Canary Islands in Bimini, and now uh, moving it to Kona is the next uh, anchor point on the planet. So, but I, but I do do, you know, journeys. That some of the journeys I've done bef- uh, before, um, Romania, to the Romanian Sphinx and to the Bosnian Pyramids. Uh, Tell us more about the Romanian few. Sphinx. I don't think a lot of people know about that. So the Romanians, well, I didn't either. Isn't this a fun, isn't this a fun one? I had no idea it existed until I was on top of it. <laughs> um, the Romanian Sphinx is in uh, the Buteji Mountains. And Lavendar, you and I were speaking about this earlier today. The Buteji Mountains, I know, I know many of the light workers, especially in the U.S., um, probably have been dr- drawn to the Grand Tetons. The Grand Tetons hold an incredible energy. Um, City of Light, which I'm sure is no uh, no news to anybody on this call. But that was actually the very first awakening I ever had. I was driving um, from Jackson Hole, Wyoming, uh, across the Grand Tetons. And this was just as I was starting to wake up. And I remember looking in that, looking at the Grand Tetons and going, Oh my God! <laughs> there's something in that mountain. There's a there's a city of light in that mountain, and I had no idea what I was even saying. So the Grand Tetons have always been kind of a really um, key uh, and important place for me. And so I was incredibly incredibly surprised when I ended up in the Puchegi Mountains in Romania, and the energy of the Bucheji Mountains are the same frequency as the Grand Tetons, only about 10 times more um, amplified. Wow. And so, the, yeah, it's, it's a very, very, very powerful place. And there is a natural, natural, and I, I say this because that's what I'm told, uh, a natural formation called the Romanian Sphinx. And if you guys ever just Google that, the Romanian Sphinx, uh, you'll see the images of that. And there is a, a etheric city and library underneath the Romanian Sphinx, which is holding um, a living library of the ga- of galactic library. And there are... Um, there are governments that know it exists and there's quite a bit going on to try to extract that information. Uh, U.S. government, uh, Romanian government, um, there are tunnels from the Bucheji uh, Romanian Sphinx to Tibet, under, underground t- uh, tunnels, and directly into Egypt as well. One thing, um, 
one thing wrong with that is that they don't have the code book. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All those governments. Exactly. They don't have the code exactly. book. Exactly. But they're trying. I mean, yeah. they're really trying to get access to that. So there's quite a bit, you know, talking back to being hijacked. You know, part of the work that I I I tend to get um, assignments and contracts dropped into my lap um, is about protecting the codes, protecting right. them, re-encrypting re them so that those that don't have a, a high enough light quotient, that don't have a high enough light uh, frequency in their cellular structure cannot access that information and utilize it for um, the technology and the information that is there. So that, that is a really fascinating place. And there's been quite a bit of interest at ha, 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 just like you said, Lavendar, that started to come online with that in 2012 and 2013. There really hadn't been a hell of a lot known about that. Until, well, you're the first person um, that ever told me about it, so I'm, I'm anxious yeah. to look into it. Have you been to the, the Bosnia pyramids? I have. Yes. Tell us a little bit how you felt when you were in there. Okay, so here is the phrase that was consistently, I mean, just in the backdrop. The Bosnian pyramids are to the future what the Giza pyramids were to the past. Wow. Wow. That felt right. Now, now. I went through the entire I so so the this was a journey that I did back in 2000 well 2000 it was just last year was it last year 2017 yes <laughs> oh my gosh time um 2017 on the summer solstice I took a, a small group journey and I was told I had to be at the Romanian Sphinx on the summer solstice and within 36 hours I had to then be in at the Bosnian pyramids to anchor and connect those two energetically. And so we went to Bosnia to the to the pyramids which are not at all like what you would see in Mexico or or Egypt or China. These are still all underground. Okay? So you only go into the tunnels. But as I drove the whole width of Bosnia, okay, because I was directed to go up to another location. And, oh, my gosh, you guys, if you ever, ever get a chance to go to Plavitsa, and I hope I'm saying that right, uh, Plavitsa, Plavitsa, oh, my gosh, I'd have to send you the link. Um, it's a... It's a, na a national and a national park that is the most, and I've been a lot of places on this planet, so this is saying a lot coming out of my mouth, one of the most galactic places I have ever been on the planet. I went in there, it's waterfalls and turquoise and different layers of, of this. It was incredibly magical. And maybe I'll send you a link and some pictures and you can send it out to your group if anybody's interested. Um, yeah, please do. Place, I, I want to see that place for sure. This, this place is absolutely a galactic university. And I, I went into this place and it was absolutely magical. Abs I mean, there were thousands and thousands of people there. And I was going and going, I, I could remember, I could see the cities in the different schools of training. And I could see, it's like a hub, it's an intergalactic hub, 
quite frankly. And it is absolutely spectacular. All of Bosnia is galactic and it is multidimensional portals all through Bosnia. And those Bosnian pyramids are holding, they are actually aligned to, um, well, no, I, I can't quote this, but I do believe they are aligned to Galactic Center. I'm sure they are. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with and, that. And there, there's a lot of info, there's a lot getting ready to come out of the Bosnian pyramids and the, the opening of the codes and what's going on between the Romanian Sphinx, the Bosnian pyramids, Plavitsva Lakes, and oh my gosh, that place is magical. Don't ever, if you ever get a chance, it's about, it's just over the border from Croatia and uh, split in Croatia. Um, absolutely incredibly magical place. And so this whole region of Eastern Europe is holding some just incredible galactic information that is that is really, I think, in the next 10 years going to really start to come into the forefront of more and more and more light workers on the planet. Wow. That's a place I would really love to, to travel to and see. That sounds like a place that I need to have an experience. <laughs> I can I can close my eyes and just see myself getting there already. <laughs> so thank it's you really, so much it's for... Really powerful. Thank you so much for sharing your stories with us tonight. I'm seeing what time it is. I'd like to, to share you with my co-host, Arielle, and she has the switchboard. So would you have time maybe to speak to some, some people that might want to call in? And I would love to. And talk to you? Would you be willing to I do that? I would love to. Absolutely. Okay. So be sure and send me that link. I, I would love to, to have that so that I can share I it with some of our star seeds, so the link that you were talking about. So back to you, Arielle. And, and let's stay in touch, Raquel, okay? Let's stay in touch. Thank, thanks, Lavendar. Okay. okay. Wow. I've just loved every word. <laughs> just seeing through <laughs> your eyes, you. and it's like, oh, my gosh, what a ride. Um, so before we get into any, any um, conversation here, I just want to tell the listeners that if you are already on the switchboard and you would like to speak with Raquel, then all you need to do is press 1, and uh, we'll get you set up to come on the air and talk to her. And if you're listening on the computer, then you'll need to pick up the phone and dial 917-889-8292. And then once you're in, press 1, and uh, we'll get you squared away. So we actually already have some callers in the screening room, and as soon as they, um, as soon as they come out, then uh, we'll get going with that. But... Um, I wanted to ask you because I was when you were explaining how you um, you know keep the hardware upgraded so that it can handle all the new you know light energies that are coming in. Three um, D interference it, it, does that cause a lot of the the uh, um, problems with what people eat and the electromagnetics and yes it yeah. does and yes yes it does. And yes, I do believe that we have the power to counteract that. Um, I'm, you know, I'm very much about eating healthy, eating clean, you know, making sure that you've got EMF protectors in your house and you're, you know, you're using the, um, you know, blue light blockers on your 
your screens and your your glasses and all of that kind of stuff. Those are all natural precautions we need to take. But I also believe that we being incarnate in human body are powerful enough if you do the work, if you do the intention, if you set up the fields around yourself and do your spiritual protection every day, I think you can greatly, greatly minimize the effects of the all the different things that are going on environmentally, you know, the, the um, chemtrails, all of that. I think we can really very, very, very effectively minimize the impact when we take control, when we empower ourselves, and when we do the work to keep ourselves spiritually protected. Well, that sounds like really sound advice. And yes, we have to uh, um, minimize all of the external um, assaults on our health. Yes. You know, so, um, <clears throat> excuse me, our caller is out of the uh, screen room now. So you're going to be talking to Joanne. Let me get your mic open. Hey, Joanne, thanks for calling. You're on the air with Raquel. Thank you, Ariel. Uh, yes, Raquel, I've been absolutely fascinated listening to you, and you gave me a lot of new information, which I'd like to follow up on, especially Beautiful. Slavitska. Yes, I just wish I could. Um, it's a P. It's a P L I V Plavitska. <laughs> in it's actually in um, Bosnia, and if if you were to um, Google search it, oh, let me see if I can do that. I'm gonna try right this very second, guys. I'm gonna try to pull up the spelling on that because I'm sure quite a few of you are gonna want. Uh, that infl- information, Plavitz, Plavitz. and you know everybody who went on that journey with me is laughing at me right now because I could never say the word. I'm not very good at Bosnian, speaking Bosnian. I'm not very good at it. Um, Plavitz. Uh, okay, here it is. Here's the spelling, the official spelling. P L I T is in Thomas. V is in Victor, I is in Island, C is in Charlie, E is in Edward, Lakes, L-A-K-E-S. So Peter, Larry, Island, Thomas, Victor, Island, Charlie, Edward. And it's a national park in Croatia. And it is unbelievably spectacular and galactic. I will go back there. Probably a few times. Thank you. My question is, when are we going? And that includes Lavendar. I've been to Yugoslavia, but I cannot remember because that was years ago. I don't remember where we went. <laughs> but not there, obviously. <laughs> well, and I've actually, I know I'm going back. I'm, I know I'm taking a journey there at least two more times. I was told very clearly that I had to go four different times. And uh, it seems to be a, a, a year in between. So I may be going again in 2019. I'm not sure. But, you know, if you, if you guys want information, um, 
it's it's really spectacular. So Plavitsva is about a, a seven and a half hour drive from the Bosnian pyramids. It's not around the corner, um, but it's still well worth, and there are flights to get you up there. Well, I think Ariel should be included too. And uh, there you go. sounds like a great trip. Um, I remember those Yugoslavian roads, and they were very scary. I remember going over two boards over some ravine. <laughs> we were on a tour bus, and it yeah. was scary. Well, and I, you know, we went, I mean, to to be in the Bosnian area, and we, I did travel, of course, to where the bombings were, and everything that had transpired in that country. So, yeah, we were very careful with the landmines and and all of those kinds of things, but the country has rebuilt quite beautifully. And, of course, um, the Bosnian pyramids are right out of, um, oh, I can see the name. What's the big city? Sarajevo. Uh, Sarajevo, thank you. Sarajevo. Yeah, Sarajevo. And Sarajevo was... um, quite comfortable. I was expecting, you know, you never know what to expect when it's been war-torn within, you know, the last decade. And so it was, it was very easy to travel in. They were, it was, the roads were good. So just FYI for you. Don't oh, hesitate going. You. Just be safe. We were there before the, all that uh, war. Um, interesting that I've even been there though. Yeah. <laughs> but, Sounds like I really need to go to Plavitska. I'm already saving my money. <laughs> okay. There you go. Yeah, Plavitska is absolutely magical. Absolutely galactic beyond belief. Amazing. Well, thank you for coming on the show, and I'm so glad I was able to tune in tonight. Actually, I was driving, and I decided oh, to just just tune in. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did as well, Joanna. Really nice to speak with you. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks for calling, Joanne. Bye-bye. Thanks, Ariel. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Wow. As you were were talking, I've I've got a friend who lives here, but he's from Bosnia. And uh, I'm going to ask him Ah. about that place, see if he's ever seen it. So anybody else that might have a a question or comment... um, You'll need to press 1 on your keypad if you're already called into the show. If not, um, you pick up the phone and dial 917-889-8292. And then once you're in, press 1. So um, we'll wait and see if we have anybody else with any other questions. But is there another um, a topic or some subject matter that you would like to bring up that you haven't spoken about yet? Oh my gosh! There, I mean, there's so many. It's so it's so funny. Um, you know, just talking about what's really coming uh, right now. We're sitting. Tomorrow is the 1010 portal, um, and that puts us 30 days away from the 1111 portal. And you know, I do notice in in my work that the portal dates, although they're man-made and they're from the Gregorian calendar, they are. Uh, pre-triggered. They're, they're actually trigger dates, and I know you guys recognize that, but tomorrow we enter into a 30 days before we go into the major 11-11-11, and 
for me, it, the 111111 is a mastery key code. And so as we're sitting here in this, this window, and of course, many of you may be aware that we just uh, started into the Venus retrograde in Scorpio that is a 40-day and 40-night deep dive. And so there's going to be a, quite a bit that's coming up for people around self-worth, self-love, relationships and standing in your own power over the next 30 days and to really pay attention to the the triggers the the 1111 on your phone uh seeing a license plate of 1111 seeing 1010 um because those are the binary key codes and binary being the most fundamental communication numeric key code universally. And so there's lots and lots of opportunity to finish clearing out. This is this Venus retrograde is the um, finale of an eight year cycle um, with the Venus retrograde. We're coming into an, an end of an eight year cycle with this. And so there's huge opportunity to clear out those distortions and really step into a mastery around your relationships, but mainly around your relationship with yourself and your higher self. So just keep those, every time you see that 1010, 10-11, 11-11 key code showing up on everywhere, your clocks, your, your phones, your, the TV, wherever it's showing up, drop into your heart and ask to be cleared of anything, any distortion around that awareness of self-love and self-empowerment because there's going to be lots of opportunity between now and when we enter that 11-11-11 key code portal in November. Yeah, and then that's followed up with Pleiadian lineup, so it, it we're, we're coming into a very... Um, spiritually energetic time <laughs> well yeah. and, you know i laugh because i keep saying you know oh yeah this is you know there's no there's n- there's no more break anymore there it, we are just on an accelerated timeline and it just keeps getting more and more and more with the energy we're bringing onto the planet and how quickly we're being asked to upshift step into the next level of mastery and then into the next level, and then into the next level. Remember when we used to have, like, six months in between upgrades? <laughs> now we're lucky we get <laughs> six minutes. I mean, you know what I mean? It's just we're uh-huh. really in an accelerated accelerated time, and that's, you know, that's what we signed up for. So just, you know, let those key codes and that awareness just really help you to tune in. Well, that's very, very good advice as well. So um I'm going to I'm going to ask one more time this is like last call for last call for callers. Okay. Um and and if you're already on the uh, switchboard then just press 1 and we will get you on the air with Raquel. And if you're listening um on the computer, you got to dial 917-889-8292 and then once you're in press 1 and we'll get that uh, squared away for you. So um 
with with Venus being retrograde um, and all the other components that you've been talking about, um, are you are you seeing a lot of relationships either changing drastically or or ending altogether? Um, you know, most of the people that I'm working with have been really diligent on their path, and so there's I don't see a lot of um, people being startled. <laughs> um, you, you see what I'm saying? It's not yeah. like all of a sudden they're going to wake up and it's gone. They know it's been coming, but there's there's a few that are still, you know, damn, change is hard. You know, nobody said change can, is always easy, especially when the heart and its love, its relationship and lovers. And so, um, you know, those those that are just, ah, trying to hold on for dear life, yeah, they're, they're getting their butts kicked because you just cannot move into the higher frequencies and hold the old baggage. Um, but most of the people that I'm seeing, it's, it's much more about their personal, their, their own personal worth of how they're still not owning their power um, and not stepping into really who they are. They're still wanting to either hide or not feel that they're worthy and so I'm seeing much more about that rather than even relationships outside of yourself. Yeah, you know, it sounds like by the time people are ready to talk to you, they've already done a lot of work. Yeah. It seems like, <laughs> yeah, it seems Absolutely. like that's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, but, but, you know, yeah, that, the, so that's my experience because most of the people I work with are, are really pretty highly evolved. So they're fine-tuning at this point. Yeah, which and is wonderful. Um, it's, well, it's, yeah, it's great. I mean, even um, from our vantage point, um, just having star seeds that that just you know just woke up, and and they they get on the internet and they they want to know what star seed is and and you know they're really just um, just just beginning, um, but it's global. I mean, we, it is global. I mean, it is global. And everybody on on any level, whether you're just waking up or you've been awake for several years or, you know, someone who's been awake, you know, pretty much all their life, like you, um, they're all, we're all over the place. And it's just, it's very encouraging to realize that this is a global movement of improvement. It is. And, you know, it's so beautiful when, you know, we find each other because, you know, we're soul family. We all came in, even the ones that are just waking up right now that are, you know, bless them, younger than me. <laughs> um, we're <laughs> all still part of the same soul group, just different ways, you know. And so it's so beautiful when you find out that you're not alone and that it, there are, you know, these rapid key codes that are coming in. And the ones that are waking up now, they're going to wake up so much faster than we did because we've got the blueprints. We've got the, the patterns in the grid systems. You know, the templates are here for them to kind of rapid fire. I mean, you know, really move into a higher level of consciousness much faster within their systems. And, and again, I go back to that analogy, you know, the, the systems are our, our body systems being like the hardware 
And the more of us that are continuously upgrading and keeping our hardware and our body systems working at the optimum level, it allows that, that concept, whether you believe it's real or not, that hundredth monkey, um, those that are coming in and waking up, they can ride that wave and their, their systems can fire so much faster. And so we're, we are holding the field for all of those new star seeds that are just now finding you guys to, to come online so much quicker. And I just oh, find yeah. that exciting. <clears throat> yeah. And, I mean, I mean, especially as Lavendar has been saying um, from the first day I met her in 1991, that um, her work was to be held for the kids born after 1980. Yeah, and and that's because there's a different um, different DNA. It's a new root race coming to the planet, so it only well, makes sense that yeah, when they finally wake exactly. up, they're going to be going fast. Yeah, right. Well, and that's I mean that's the whole thing. It's like you know I I'm fifty-ish. I'm in the mid fifties, so I've been you know around on the planet for a bit. But our systems are different. You know, when I work on on kids that are in their twenties. Their blueprint is different. Their wiring is different, which for me is, I mean, that's exciting as hell because they're coming in with a different wiring to be able to hold that frequency on the planet and hold that consciousness in a very different level. So I find that, I mean, I think that's just phenomenal. And thank God for the Lavendars and the, you know, those that came in, and really started the movement back in, you know, the 80s and the 90s, holding that frequency way back then, because we've had to have it, you know, the building blocks of what's making the future possible. So, yeah, it is, it is very, it's very exciting, and, and, I'm, and I'm glad, you know, because people that are waking up, you know, they don't have to go through 20 or 30 years of training, you know. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um uh you know the best the best thing that I could say to them is just you know be smart, you know, eat clean, stay off of the yeah. cell phones because the cell phones will be the will probably the b- single biggest threat because well, not only of do... the Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, so just just not because all... not only because of the radiation, but um because of the the um well let me say the subliminal suggestions that come through um cell phone signals. Well and one of the things that I've always, you know, again, back to there's a lot that we can do to be the master of our domain. And one of the things that I always talk about, um, and one of the techniques that I teach is making sure that you are upshifting and um, running divine light through all of your electronics every single day. So through your cell phone, through your TV, through your refrigerator, through your cars, anything that has electrical current to it, you're making sure that you're running the, the white light of divine source or illuminated light or whatever terminology works for you to move through those electronics to, number one, neutralize the negativity, but also upshift the frequency so that it does not interface with your matrix of light in the same way. 
So, again, talk about empowerment, taking it back in. This is part of the spiritual protection. This is about uh, taking care of your fields and making sure that which is in your environment. I mean, we're bombarded 24-7. We can't escape it. I mean, if you can get on the top of Mount Everest, good for you. But most of us live in the real world. (laughs) And so... And so you have to work these, you have to do your due diligence. You have to be conscious. You have to run the white light of divine source through your cell phone every single day, through your computer, your iPads, everything you have to neutralize and upgrade it so that the frequency is a match to what you're holding and so that the lower frequencies can't distort your fields. Yeah, that's wow. to me. That's just, that's just energetics 101. You know, and then you yeah. do, and then you do the EMF protections, and you put the Tesla, you know, field uh, Taurus fields in your fields, and you eat clean, and you watch your, you know, you watch what you put on in your in your body on your body, you know, everything. Uh-huh. But then you also take it the next level, and you start co-creating that those fields do not interface and inter- interfere with your energy systems. And it, it does do a lot to protect you from those outside fields and forces. But you have to do it every day. You know, people say, oh, you know, I'm going to do that, and they do it once, and they think of it, it's like, no, you have to brush your teeth every day. You have to do your spiritual protection every day. You have to run the white light of divine source through your cell phone every single day. On a, you know, and I, I kind of do it almost on a, a, a revolving 24-7 type thing, and then I check it every day because I need that protected because it is part of my reality. I, you know, I live in the 3D, 3D world, so I have to co-create an existence that keeps me as protected as possible. And that's just one of the ways I do it. Wow. And now I want to talk about uh, the resources on your on your website. Um, I, I was looking over the website, and uh, you have a lot of stuff on there. Um, I do. I'm sorry. I have way too much. I know. I'm getting ready to do the next evolution of my website coming in 2019. Thank you very much. <laughs> Yeah. But well, yeah, there's, my, there's, I'd say recommend you know you know check out this or check out that um, that you resources that you have that people can take a look at and, and uh, have fun on your website. Well, yeah, the, the the top the top opt-in on my on my website at the very top is a beautiful um, seven-day, five-minute-a-day infusion of. Um, beautiful frequencies of light that um, help to upshift your octave. I would really highly recommend that. If you go down to the very bottom of my homepage, there's an opt-in. That gets you my daily infusions of light. And this is, um, again, this is about managing your systems. And, it, you know, I take you through a conscious, it's not a meditation, it's, an, it's, a, it's a co-creation where you're literally talking to your body, to your cells, where, you know, you're upshifting the chakras. You're, you're, you know, talking to the right and left side of your brain to come into harmony. You're talking about 
upgrading and keeping your glands and your organs purified and cleared and operating at the highest potential. Um, so that is more of a everyday mechanics for your energetic systems. And then if you were to go, um, I believe it's on my uh, About Raquel page, there's another uh, opt-in down at the bottom that's actually the first eight pages of my book that um, Lavendar read over the weekend called She Travels Light. That's always really fun. That, that book is completely encoded. Uh, every word, all of the poems, uh, each chapter starts with a poem, and I, I downloaded those. I, I think I brought in like 180 poems within 48 hours. Um, wow that are all encoded and every word in there is, is, is encoded to help activate your memories and your, your gifts and your skills. And it's a fun read. So that's there. And then um, one of the other pages and dang, if I can remember, I actually do have a a spiritual protection technique. um, That's a free opt in as well. That uh, it's really powerful and something I think everybody needs to and should be doing on a daily basis. And I make it really fun, um, but it's like your own personal firewall so that your computer system, your matrix of light, your energetic systems can't get hijacked. Everybody needs... so needed. Everybody needs their own personal firewall. And just like the mechanics of the best of the Norton and the security and all of that in the computer world, this technique, you are um, creating, shifting multiple layers of multiple encoded spheres of light around you so that it is continuously shifting. The key codes, you know, the combination locks change, and you are preserved within a firewall where the lower frequencies cannot enter, but the higher ones can. I and again, this is, a, this is about managing your systems. That, you know, it's, it's, so, it's almost so, so, um, so simple that people don't think of that. It is. It is. And that's what I love about it. I mean, this is not, I mean, it's high tech, but it's not really. I mean, it's really common sense. Would you well, would you have yeah. your would you have your phone or your actual computer not protected by a firewall? It's not a chance in hell. Well, why the hell would you have your your own computer system, your energetic fields, your matrix of light not have state of the art firewall? Just makes sense to me. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, and it's it is so needed. So um, yeah. once again, everybody, write this down. Go to this website, Raquel, R-A-Q-U-E-L, Spencer, S-P-E-N-C-E-R, dot com. And uh, take advantage of all the wonderful tools and information, and uh, and you offer private sessions as well. Um, I do. Long distance, over the phone. So um, if... if a listener is ready for that, thinks they're ready for that, then you know, we encourage you. We uh, support Raquel and what she does. So it's well, just been you. a joy having you with us. Well, thank you. It's been, a, it's been a pleasure as well, and I'm glad I could be here with everyone. Thank you for listening. Yeah. 
Well, um, any when you go back to um, to Bosnia, <laughs> just come <laughs> on the show for five minutes and say, "Hey, I'm back. I just want to let y'all know I'm going." So, um, yeah, and I'm sure that those those dates would be on your website as well. But um, anytime yeah, once, you once have I something, see, once it once it drops in, you know, I don't go anywhere unless it's completely directed. So nothing has dropped in for 2019 yet, but I'm sure it's coming. Okay. Well, if you want to come on and just announce anything that you're doing, um, you're more than welcome to do that, even if it's just oh, for a couple thank minutes. thank you. You're so welcome. And uh, I know that Lavendar is going to be uh, calling you and (laughs) talking further about some of these things, but it's just been a pleasure to have you with us tonight. We thank you so much for uh, sharing your time and your knowledge and your wisdom and your skills um, uh, for the benefit of Starseeds. My pleasure. It's why I'm here. Glad to be of service. Yep, and I know. Yeah, we're yeah we're all just a big family here. So Raquel, thank I you so it. much, and uh, from all of us here at Starseed Radio Academy, we thank you for listening, and we will be back next week. And until then, find gratitude and give compassion in every day. Good night, everyone. Beautiful. Good night. You've been listening to Starseed Radio Academy. Visit our website at www.starseedhotline.com. 